If you are serious about developing yourself personally and professionally, then you know the power and success that comes with tracking your actions and results on a regular basis. There is no better way to do this than by keeping a journal, but not just any journal method will do. Today, we are going to help you start the process of creating and keeping a PEMSO journal as a way of helping you grow physically, emotionally, mentally, spiritually, and occupationally. Welcome to the PEMSO Effect Podcast. Host Steve Schrout provides tips for anyone challenged with living a balanced lifestyle in today's world. He created the PEMSO Effect concept while working as a senior media executive to help him overcome his challenges with balancing career, family, and his personal life. On each episode, Steve will share from his personal journey and interview leading experts about their research and their life experiences. He will present concepts and strategies to help you discover your best self, enhance your performance, and develop your personal brand. Here's Steve with today's edition of the PEMSO Effect. Hey, I want to welcome you to this episode of the PEMSO Effect podcast. And if this is your first time joining us today, I want to say a special welcome to you. The word PEMSO is actually an acronym that stands for Physical, Emotional, Mental, Spiritual, and Occupational Growth. This podcast encourages leaders to take better care of themselves so they can take better care of those around them. And the concepts I present here are used with many of my clients in my leadership and executive coaching business, and many have shown positive results. I hope you experience the same thing if you choose to continue to develop your PEMSO. And before we get started, I want to take a moment and say that I really appreciate the kind comments I've received since starting this podcast. Your encouragement and support means a lot to me. Of course, one of the best ways to show your appreciation for the podcast is to rate it and leave friendly comments, whether on iTunes or Spotify, and also to share it with your friends or colleagues who might also enjoy the content. The topic of self-care and continued personal and professional growth for leaders is one that is resonating loudly with many people today as our worlds have been turned upside down in 2020. Some people have reached out and asked if I would be willing to speak to their leadership teams, whether in person or virtually, about the PEMSO concepts, and the answer is always yes. If you're interested as well, then reach out to me by going to my website located at www.steveshrout.com and navigating to the Contact Me page. Reach out to me there, and I will be glad to connect with you. Okay, today's episode is actually the fourth in the podcast series, and we are continuing to lay the foundations of understanding and creating the disciplines to help you manage your PEMSO effectively. Just to recap the episodes so far, the first episode introduced the origins and concept of the PEMSO effect and talked about what led to creating the program. The second episode talked about the potential of losing our identity and our true selves if we don't pay attention or manage our PEMSO. The third episode talked about some of the ideas to help you create your own PEMSO development plan. And in this episode, we are going to explore another fundamental part of helping you manage and develop your PEMSO effectively, and that is the practice of bringing closure to your day by using the PEMSO journaling method. I've created a PEMSO journal method template or worksheet that you can download. The link is in the notes. Okay, let's dive into today's topic, the PEMSO journal. If you do a search for journaling on Google, you will find that most of the articles talk about using a journaling method as a way of managing your stress or even relieving negative emotions. 
And while I believe that is one reason some people use journaling, I prefer to approach the practice from a more positive, planned, personal, and professional development perspective. So is the act of journaling necessary to succeed with the program? In my view, I believe it is. Let me explain. We are not talking about using a diary here. To me, the term diary conjures up images of a teenager writing in a notebook that has a privacy lock on it and is tucked away in a secret place. The entries probably start with the phrase, Dear Diary, and the contents contain very personal information not meant to be shared with anyone. The journal I'm referring to is actually a record of your personal and professional progress. It's a snapshot of life at a specific moment in time and a collection of your thoughts and observations while you are on your development journey. The intention is to keep track of your thoughts, successes, and failures along the way. It's a way of making a record of the things that lead to themes and clues about who you are today and how you are changing as you transform and reinvent yourself. As you're listening to this podcast, you might be thinking, I've tried journaling in the past and it really didn't work for me. Uh, it seems that everybody has had some experiences with journaling in the past and everyone has their own opinion about the pros and cons about the process. So let me share just a couple of pros and cons from my point of view. First, let's talk about the pros. I believe life is a process and sometimes the memory fades and the details are missed. Journaling actually creates a keepsake that can be reviewed in the future. The act of journaling forces you to slow down for a few moments and spend time in self-reflection, something that very few people actually take time to do these days. Another pro is that if you're like me, most of your handwritten communication over the years has actually done by uh, typing on a keyboard or a cell phone screen. Doing this for many years has resulted in me having really poor penmanship. In fact, I became so unaccustomed to writing that I could no longer control those micro-movements needed to clearly create the letters, and my hand would start to hurt and cramp up after just a few sentences. This is a huge difference from my capabilities from when I was in school. And journaling has actually helped me improve that. Although my left-handed writing is still not the best, it is a marked improvement from just a couple of years ago. In fact, I'm no longer ashamed to send a handwritten thank you note or card to somebody. Another pro is that writing in the journal actually causes me to remember and think about the things that I'm working on as I progress, and it helps to inform my decisions throughout the day. There are many articles on the internet describing how journaling engages our reticular activation system, and I believe that this promotes directional thinking. Try it for yourself. It actually works. Okay, so what are the cons to journaling? I know there are some, but I think there are more excuses than anything. So first might be that journaling takes time and intentionality and probably feels uncomfortable and awkward the first few times you do it. It does require dedication and focus, and distractions are easy to follow. Dedicated thinking, of course, takes effort. Journaling typically requires probably a quiet space, although some people do just fine writing while in a noisy coffee shop or commuting on public transit. As I mentioned previously, I prefer the old school method of writing over the new digital typing. There's just something about putting a pen to paper to quietly record the most meaningful events of my day and measure my pencil progress. Although there are some interesting digital apps and programs available, I'm not a fan of electric journals. They seem impersonal to me, and the devices used are more often distracting than anything. Notifications from social media apps or incoming messages and reminders jumping on the screen can take us away from the intended purpose, and that is to sit quietly, Focus and reflect on you and your day and your process of development. If digital journaling works for you, great. But with analog style writing, there's no need to recharge, connect, and save.
So what is the PEMSO method of journaling? After working with the idea of journaling and trying different things, I created the PEMSO method of journaling to be done on two pages, takes no more than 15 to 30 minutes, and gives the framework to rate my day according to the five attributes of the PEMSO. So I rate my day physically, emotionally, mentally, spiritually, and occupationally. On the left-hand page or the first page, I record the date and also my location, whether I'm at home or I'm traveling. I then rate myself in each of the five attributes and each of them receives a score out of five where a rating of one would be low or poor and five would be high or excellent. Once the scoring for the specific category is done, I then write a quick explanation, just one or two sentences, why I rated myself with that number. Again, nothing too drastic or with too many words, but the idea is to record what happened during the day so you can start to see trends develop over time when you review the info in the future. One of the questions I typically get from my clients when they first start using the PEMSO journal method, and one you're probably thinking as well, is what are the criteria for rating myself in each of those five areas? Great question. You can create and include whatever criteria is important to you for each of the areas. But let's take some time and go through the five PEMSO categories here so you can get an idea of what I typically think about when I rate myself in each of those five areas. First, when I rate myself physically, I'm actually thinking mostly about three things. Whether I'm happy with my sleep from the previous night, the level of activity during the day, and whether I'm happy with what I ate during the day. That's it. Just those three things. So let me give you an example. If I slept well the night prior, let's say six and a half or seven hours, and I didn't wake up too much, and if I was able to get in a decent workout at some point during the day, and if my diet was pretty clean and aligned with my goals, then I would rate myself a four or maybe even a five on the P section. But let's change it up and say that my sleep was okay, uh, I didn't really push myself with exercise during the day, and I allowed myself to indulge in my weakness, which is pizza. Yes, we all have those kryptonite things that we like to eat, and we all have those moments when we give in. Anyhow, I would probably lower my score to a maybe a 2 out of 5. It's important to note that when you're giving yourself a score, that you be completely and brutally honest with yourself. Faking a score doesn't do you any favors if you're serious about improving your PEMSO. Once I've given myself a number, I then write just a couple sentences explaining my score. All right, let's try this out for yourself. Think of your day yesterday and specifically about how you did physically. Think about how you slept the night prior, whether or not you were active during the day, and then also try to recall what you ate during the day. Yes, everything you ate, even the snacks. Be brutally honest. Based on those three criteria, what score would you give yourself? Okay, pretty easy, right? That didn't take too long. I want you to remember your score here. All right, now let's go on to the emotional criteria. For me, when I think about scoring myself in the area of my emotional health, I like to think about my happiness factor during the day. I also consider my mood throughout the day. So was it even or did it seem to fluctuate? Was I in control of my emotions or did something trigger me to react negatively rather than respond positively? How did I manage my relationships throughout the day? You get the idea. As an example, let's say that I didn't really sleep well last night and I got up late, which means I probably didn't eat properly at breakfast. As a result, I may be feeling a bit uncontrolled and maybe even a bit irritable towards those around me. If this is the case, then I would probably give myself only a two or three here. 
So again, thinking about your day yesterday, how would you rate yourself emotionally using the same criteria? Give yourself a score out of five and remember this score as well. Okay, when I think about myself mentally, I usually like to think about my ability to stay focused and alert throughout the day, whatever I'm doing, whether in conversations or in meetings. I also consider whether or not I spent some time working on something that required some deep thinking or needed me to learn something new. All of these things help exercise my brain in positive ways. As an example, I can tend to get fatigued in the afternoon if I don't manage my day properly. Taking appropriate breaks and getting up to move around, eating properly by staying away from sugar or heavy foods or giving myself permission to engage socially with someone has the effect of helping me stay sharp when I need to during the day. Let's say that was my day yesterday. If that's the case, I would probably give myself a score of four or even five mentally. How about you? Thinking about your day yesterday, what score would you give yourself? Again, think about your ability to stay focused and alert whether or not you found some think time and if you had learned something new. Remember this score as well. The next category that we look at is the spiritual self. In this section, you will rate yourself on whether you had the opportunity to live your purpose throughout your day. This is where you think about how you are able to contribute positively to others in a unique way, whether on the job or at home. For me, I've decided my purpose is to help others experience better performance and develop a new level of understanding or achieve success for themselves. I try to find ways to help me do that every day. However, some days are actually better than others. Let's say that I was having an off day with my clients or was feeling a bit lazy and didn't really put myself out there to help others. I might rate myself a 2 or even a 1. If that's the case, I probably would make a note of that score and commit to do something tomorrow that would show improvement for me. So looking back at your day yesterday, how would you rate yourself at living your purpose? And just an added thought here, if you haven't yet discovered your purpose, I would suggest revisiting episodes one and two again to help you land on something more tangible for you. Discovering your purpose may take some time, so don't beat yourself up if it's not yet clear to you. Okay, as with the other sections, remember your score here as well. The last category to reflect on is your occupational self. The criteria I use to rate my day is whether or not I was productive. Was I able to manage my calendar and activities or did they manage me? Did I allow myself to get distracted with email and social media or was I able to stay focused and work on my priorities? Let's say that I mostly stuck to my plan and refrained from getting hijacked with emails and other distractions. I was able to finish two of three planned projects and even return some important voice messages and book some future presentations. In that case, I would probably rate myself a four out of five on the day. If yesterday was a non-work day, like a weekend day, then I still would use the same criteria. Was I able to stick to my plan for that day, be productive, and manage my distractions? Okay, how did you do yesterday with being productive and staying in control of your day and managing through your priorities? Give yourself a score out of five and also remember this score. Once you have finished scoring all five areas, then calculate your total score out of 25 and write that score on the bottom of the page with either a congratulatory comment or a commitment to do better tomorrow. That's how to complete the first page. So now let's talk about the second page. The right-hand page or second page is where I try to go a bit deeper into something I thought, acted on, or felt during the day. I might write on a profound or foundational thought, uh, an observation or quote that got my attention during the day, 
Often I use these things as a launching pad to expand my thinking, no more than a couple paragraphs. Then once that is done, I finish my journaling session by listing a few things that I'm grateful for, usually three. I find that listing gratitude statements puts me in a positive state as I bring closure to my day. There are many studies and reports about the power of maintaining a posture of gratitude, and I really do believe this is something we need to engage with more intentionally. So that's it. That's the PEMSO journaling method. Ratings and notes for the five PEMSO attributes go on the left page, and expanded thinking and gratitude listings go on the right page. Two pages total. One last thought, I prefer to do my journaling as part of my power down routine at the end of the day. Our days move way too fast and ending the day by sitting quietly and engaging in a time of personal reflection, self-awareness, focused thinking and appreciation is a great way to prepare for a good night's rest. And that's a great segue regarding the next episode. We will be continuing to lay the foundations on managing your PEMSO by defining what makes a good power-up and power-down routine and why they are an important part of helping you maintain a high level of personal and professional performance. If you enjoyed this content, then please give a positive rating and comment on whichever podcast player you listen with. Share it with a friend or colleague. And remember, taking better care of yourself helps you take better care of those around you. Thank you for listening to today's episode of The Pemso Effect. If you enjoyed this content, please share it with friends. Stay connected by subscribing to receive notifications about future episodes. For more about Steve, go to steveshrout.com. Until next time, develop your Pemso and discover your best self.